Welcome back, my dear friends, to the Living Jewishly podcast. Halacha. We are in a new segment called Blessings. How do we bless Jewishly? The purity of thought. So before reciting any blessing, any bracha, one must know which bracha they are about to recite. So before you just start saying Baruch Hashem, know what it is that you're about to say. As mentioned previously, reciting Hashem's name is the most important aspect of a bracha. Therefore, it's crucial to know what blessing you are about to recite in praise of Hashem. You're about to praise Him. Know what it is you're about to praise Him for. It is forbidden to rush through or do anything else while reciting a blessing, as one must concentrate and focus during the recitation of a blessing. When reciting a bracha, you are recognizing that Hashem has bestowed His kindness upon you by giving you the opportunities that are present. One should not recite a bracha automatically out of habit without thinking of its meaning. Concentration is paramount. Our history is replete with warnings about living life merely out of rote and habit. Tremendous attention should be given to the mitzvahs and blessings we are performing. We need to have focus and intention. It is proper to accustom oneself to recite blessings aloud since the voice arouses concentration. As the Torah tells us, you shall fear Hashem. This is in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13. This teaches that one should never say any of Hashem's names in vain. As previously mentioned, this restriction applies to all languages. So, if someone were to say God in English, that's also inappropriate. It's saying the name of what we call the creator of heaven and earth, even though it's in a different language. So a person should be careful not to say it. Now, one should avoid writing Hashem's complete name as it will likely end up in the trash. So if you're writing Hashem's name on a piece of paper, don't do it. Don't write it. In fact, you see many people, instead of writing Hashem's name, they'll write a hey, just a hey with a, an apostrophe or a dalid with an apostrophe because that's not writing actually Hashem's name. Yeah, that's why many people write G-D, right? We don't write G-O-D because that would be writing out God's name. So if that name now on that piece of paper ends up in the trash, that would be a desecration of God's name, which is why the halacha tells us that one should avoid at all cost, avoid writing Hashem's name in any language on any piece of paper. It's a whole question whether or not, by the way, on these new pieces of technology like tablets, can you write God's name? when you can just erase it, or on the board, if you're writing on a board, you know, you write God's name and then you erase it, is that problematic? It's a whole halachic discussion. We can get into that another time. When one wants to refer to Hashem, they should not say the full Hebrew name of Hashem, as in Ado and Nai. I, I say the and in between, so that I not pronounce Hashem's name in vain. Instead, they should say Hashem, referring to the name. One should never recite a blessing for no purpose and should not stop in the middle of reciting a blessing. So that means don't just say a blessing because you're standing with some friends and like, hey, you know what, let's do something Jewish. I will tell you, though, an incredible story that there was a a rabbi who was walking around his neighborhood and going 
you know, to different neighbors who were not religious. This has happened in Israel. And he would learn with them. So there was one man in his community he'd go to and he started learning weekly with this individual, the Mishnah. So the guy's wife sees that the rabbi came and, you know, is learning with her husband. So she brings out a bowl of watermelon. The rabbi says, thank you so much. She takes a, a watermelon and he says the blessing, that it comes from the ground. So the, the man, the secular Jew, at the time, he says, Rabbi, that's the wrong blessing. He says, no, that's that's the right blessing. And he explains how the blessings work. There are six blessings. We say, that's for bread. And we have and that's for wine and grape juice. And then we have mizonot, which is on all cakes and pastries. And then we have ha'etz, which is everything that grows from a tree. And then ha'adama, which is everything that grows from the ground. And then we have shahakol niyebedvoro, which is for other things that, like, uh, you know, things that don't grow from the ground, but like sugar and which grows above the ground. And you have um, chicken and eggs and all of these other other things, meat. All of that would be shahakol. He says, Rabbi, you're wrong. It, that's not the blessing. Like, okay, I can show it to you inside the book. He says, no, no, the book is wrong. So that he doesn't know what to do. So he says, you know what, let's call the community rabbi and let's see what the community rabbi says. They called community rabbi, who I knew. He passed away a few years ago. And they say to the rabbi, rabbi, you know, what blessing do we recite on watermelon? He says, Bore Priyadama. It goes from the ground. So this individual says, Rabbi, you're you're wrong. The rabbi goes into the whole thing again, explaining the six different blessings before we eat food, and explaining, says, Rabbi, Rabbi, you're wrong. He says, like, what's your argument here? He says, let me explain. He says, during the war that we conquered the Golan Heights in 1982, it's called Milchemet Shlomo Galil. 1982, Israel took over the Golan Heights. He says, I was in my tank and at one point we signaled in to our commander that we're completely encircled by enemy tanks and there's no chance that we are going to make it. There's no chance. So the commander calls back in and he says, do you guys know anything Jewish? Do you guys know a verse from the Torah? Do you know a Mishnah? Do you know something Jewish? So they're trying to think. And it's like, no, no, no. Say, say something, something Jewish. Say something Jewish. And at the moment, they weren't able to come up with anything. So one guy says, I know something. I know a blessing. And he says, Baruch Ata Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam Shehakol And then they started firing their tank shells their, in all directions. And they came out victorious. And their lives were saved. So this individual tells the rabbis, he says, if Shahakol Niebidvaro was good enough to save our lives, it's good enough for a watermelon. Shahakol Niebidvaro is that everything is created by Hashem's decree. Shahakol Niebidvaro, blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, through whose word everything came to be. So that's referring to everything. Now you have a different blessing of like the Borim Nemezonot is who creates species of nourishment. And you have for wine and grape juice who creates the fruit of the vine, who creates the fruit of the tree, who creates the fru- fruit of the ground, right? So these are all the different blessings that we have that we recite before eating foods. 
So one should never recite a blessing for no purpose and should not stop in the middle of reciting a blessing. If one erred and recited a blessing for no need or mistakenly said Hashem's name in vain, they should immediately say, Baruch Shem Kevod Machusola Olam Va'ed. This is what we say just following reciting the Shema, the six words of Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, we say right after that, Baruch Shem in a whisper, Baruch Shem Kvod Machusola Olam Va'ed, and that is, blessed is the name of His glorious kingdom for all eternity. So if you say God's name in vain, have these six words ready to go on your lips, ready to go. If one began a blessing with Baruch Atah Hashem and then realized that it was a mistake, they should conclude the blessing. Oh, what do I say now? I just said Hashem's name in vain. I already said the blessing. You can finish the blessing. You can conclude the blessing with Lamdeni Chukecha, which is teach me your loss. And then it's not a blessing in vain. If one begins reciting a blessing over their cup of water and then hears that someone in their town has died, and there was a custom to spill out all poured water after one passes away in a town. So if someone had a, a pitcher of water and said they heard that someone died in their town, they would pour out all the water that was already prepared. If the the water that's in a faucet is not a problem. But you already said recited the blessing now. You have a cup of water you're, and someone says, oh, did you hear that so-and-so died? So typically you'd have to spill out the water, but he already said a blessing. The halacha says that since the blessing was already recited, they should drink a little and then throw out a bit of the water. If one is unsure whether they recited a blessing or not, we are lenient and always assume that it was properly recited. Therefore, the blessing does not need to be repeated. So if you're unsure, did I say a blessing? I don't remember. We assume that you recited the blessing. King David instituted that we recite 100 blessings daily since blessings bring about the awareness of Hashem and bring us to love and fear Him properly. These 100 blessings are a protection from all harm. There are 98 curses that are listed in the end of the book of Leviticus. King David says we need to have more blessing than curses. And therefore, we have the special custom to ensure that every day we recite 100 blessings. And in a minute, we'll see on the back of this page, we have a list of all the 100 blessings that we recite every day. Because it's difficult to complete the 100 blessings on Shabbos, Yom Tov, and fast days, responding Amen with focus and intention to the Chazan's repetition and the Torah blessing assists with the 100 count. When hearing someone else recite a blessing, after they say Baruch Atah Hashem, one should respond Baruch Hu Baruch Shemo. Blessed is He and blessed is His name. Upon the conclusion of the blessing, one should respond Amen. True, I affirm this praise of Hashem and may Hashem grant this blessing speedily. Since Kaddish is a blessing for the future, when responding Amen, the focus should be that the blessings be actualized speedily. If one hears a blessing while still in middle of reciting their own blessing or at a point in prayer when interruption is prohibited, they should not interrupt their own blessing to answer Baruch Hu Baruch Shema. Additionally, if one is listening to a blessing where someone is covering their obligation of blessing, for example, someone is reciting Kiddush on Shabbos or someone is reciting the blessing for shofar so that we can hear the shofar. Usually you have the one who's blowing the shofar is the one who 
announces that blessing out loud. So in that case, because he's fulfilling our obligation of that blessing, we do not say Baruch Hu Baruch Shemo after he says Hashem's name. When answering with an Amen, one should be exceedingly cautious to properly enunciate Amen without slurring letters. Uh, not Amen, 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 right? It should be Amen. One shouldn't rush in responding Amen, snatched, it's called a snatched Amen, or delay in responding Amen, which is called an orphaned Amen. Imagine someone says a blessing and like a minute later, like, oh yeah, Amen. You know, so it's an Amen in vain. It's an Amen that is called an orphaned Amen because it's not connected to anything. Amen should only be said at the conclusion of a blessing. Also, the Amen to a blessing should not be said louder than the person reciting the blessing. So if someone just recites a blessing at uh, 10 decibels, you don't have to go to 50 decibels. Amen! You know, one should not say amen to their own blessing. This is a common mistake I've seen people do is where they recite a blessing and say amen to their own blessing. Even if you conclude the same blessing as someone else at the same time. So if you're both saying the blessing of al-nitilat yadayim or you're drinking this coffee together and you're both saying the blessing of shahakol together, you should not recite amen when it concludes your blessing except when it's the same blessing, even if you finished at the same time, except if you are concluding a different blessing, then you may recite amen to their blessing, even though it might seem like you are saying amen to your own blessing. You finish your blessing and you're, and you're good. Okay, so here on the side two, page seven, uh, we have a sample calculation of the hundred blessings that we say daily, a weekday and Shabbat we included. So for the evening, we start always the day, the Jewish day begins at night. We start at night. So we start from the Mariv. We have four blessings and uh, the blessings of Shema in Mariv, in Arvit, in the evening prayer. And then we have the Amidah, which has 19 blessings. And then we have one blessing that we say at bedtime, which is Hamapil, a total of 24 evening blessings. In the morning, we put on Talos Tefillin, uh, there are just three blessings. We have the morning blessings, which is 21 praising Hashem, uh, 21 blessings. Then we have Pesukah de Zimra, which is the beginning and the end of it, which is the songs, uh, the verses of song, which has two blessings, one at the beginning, one at the end. And then we have the blessings of the Shema in the morning, which has three blessings. And then we have the Amidah again, which has 19 blessings, a total of 48 blessings in the morning. Then in the afternoon, we have Mincha, the Amidah has 19 blessings. And we're just shy of 100. We're 90 blessings so far. Then we, someone goes to the bathroom twice, three times a day. That's another few blessings. Someone eats. We eat a few things during the day. We say blessings before. Let's assume that we have four different blessings that we recite. And then blessings after. We say Berkat Amazon. We say the grace after meals, which is four, four blessings in its in its own. Or if someone is saying any of the other final blessings after we eat. So that's for weekday. On Shabbos, we have a different calculation here of in, in, including the, not the repetition of the Amidah, but rather the blessings over the Torah. If you just count those, you'll have those, uh, uh, by reciting a main, you have a blessing before reading the Torah, a blessing after reading the Torah. And we call up eight people to the Torah. So that's 16 blessings. And then you have the five blessings of the Haftorah, where we read from the prophets. So altogether, you have another 21 blessings. Etc. Etc. And we have three meals, and we say four blessings after each of those meals. So, 
at the end of the day, we get to much more than a hundred blessings if we include the amens. Now, there is a part of the Shulchan Aruch that does not get included in the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, and that is what should we focus on when we say Hashem's name? So how do we focus Jewishly? So this is the holiness of intention, of kavana. When we talk about kavana, it's about having the proper focus when we recite Hashem's name. So a blessing should always be recited in the most calm and pleasant fashion. Don't be rushed. Be calm, concentrate, and the words should flow in the most pleasant way. When reciting a blessing, one should focus on the words being recited. And you can recite them in English. You can recite them in any language. The only part of prayer that needs to be said in Hebrew is the six words of Shema. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Those six words need to be recited in Hebrew. And then you can say whatever you want in, in English or in French or in Spanish in any language that you want in Russian. One should avoid reciting a blessing out of habit and without focus or intention, as we mentioned previously. When reciting a blessing before performing a mitzvah or prior to eating, one should have focus and intent to thank Hashem for the kindness being bestowed upon them. One should have the following focus and intention when saying Hashem's name. So there are different ways that Hashem's name is being written, and also the intention is different as well. Because it's each time we say Hashem's name, we're pulling different strings from heaven, so to speak. Different powers that are being influenced into our activities. So when we say Hashem's name, when the name is written differently, we have different focus, different intentions. So when saying Adonai, when it's spelled Aleph, Dalid, and Nun, and Yud, we have intention that Hashem is the master over all, over everything. There's nothing that Hashem does, isn't a master over. When Hashem's name is, is spelled Yud, Hey, and Vav, Hey, when saying Adonai with that spelling, have intention that Hashem was, is, and will be. Hashem is forever. Hashem always was, always will be, and Hashem is right now. He's right here. And then when we say Elohim, I'm saying Elohim because I'm not saying Hashem's full name with a hey. When it's spelled Aleph, Lamed, Hey, and Yud and Mem, have intention that Hashem is strong, omnipotent, and master of all powers. There's nothing that Hashem isn't able to do. One should be very cautious to pronounce Hashem's name properly. One should never pronounce the name of Hashem as written in the Yud Hey and Vav Hey. Right? So reading it out in the Hebrew, the Yud Hey and the Vav Hey, reading it out like that is inappropriate. Hashem's name should only be pronounced as Ado and Nai. The proper emphasis should be on the latter part of not Ado. Nai or Adonai, but rather Adonai, okay, on the latter part of the word. When a person shears praise of Hashem for a miracle that has occurred to him, it is forbidden to interrupt this person during his expression of praise to Hashem. So if someone stands up and says, guys, I want to share at a great miracle. I was in a car or whatever. They share an accident and they were saved. They were life was spared or they were in some great miracle that transpired. You're not allowed to interrupt them from praising Hashem. However, if someone begins to curse another person using the name of Hashem, 
It is a mitzvah to interrupt them and stop their desecration of Hashem's name. So when we say Hashem's name, when we have the privilege of reciting a blessing, of recognizing the blessing that Hashem has bestowed upon us, we have to know what intention, what focus should be on our mind when we're saying a blessing. When we're not just like, oh, this is the price I need to pay before I drink my water, so I'm just going to do that. No, 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 no. We have to ensure that we have the proper focus and intention in thanking Hashem for this tremendous gift that He's given us. My dear friends, thank you so much for this journey of living Jewishly, and I look forward next week to much more.